This podcast is called The Mistakes of Jesus Christ. And before I do it, I want to um, tell you what I'm going to talk about. Uh, this will be interesting for everyone, whether you're a Christian or an atheist or any other religion. And the, one of the reasons is it'll answer a lot of your questions about Jesus Christ. But also you want to know, is this like the real deal? Is this actually his mistakes or is this an atheist trying to poke holes in the Bible? Or is it um, is it a believer trying to promote Jesus Christ? Uh, what I'm going to do is lay out a whole bunch of uh, science and technology stuff also. It's going to be fucking fascinating for everyone. And so even if you're a believer, you're going to find out real mistakes he, he has made and will make in the future. And you're going to find it fucking fascinating and you won't be offended. If you're an atheist or an agnostic, you're going to find some really interesting things in this podcast. So I want to get started with uh, telling you guys something that's just not that interesting at first. The first moments when we live, the moment we're born... Uh, God talks to us right away and uh, also the devil and it's gonna sound weird but we hear God's voice the first day we live and when we do this a lot of you get a choice right away God or the devil you uh, choose the devil you turn your back on God and uh, I think this is one of the reasons a lot of people don't remember what it was like to be a baby you uh, struggled for a year while God talked to you a little devil talks to you now normal life would be that god who made us who gave us life talks to us our whole life and he would what happens is when you guys are born he starts talking to you every man and every woman in the whole earth and then you guys turn your back on god and he stops and you forget but the reality is you turned your back on god that'll be really important for this podcast okay time for the fun stuff so jesus christ when he uh lived in the earth uh, thousands of years ago he uh, he lived and he taught a whole lot of different things he was given three prophecies the gospel of the kingdom the gospel of salvation and the gospel of Jesus Christ all three now with these three gospels uh, Jesus talked but the truth is when he lived in the earth he never spoke the words of the prophecy he never once spoke the words of the prophecy so what he did is he went and he chose to be a teacher instead, which was um, him not obeying God. The word of a prophecy is like the words in the Old Testament, but his are different. They're gospels. So it's almost like a long sermon. He can speak any of these in about 38 minutes and he'd be done. He can't. He can do all three in about 38 minutes. So if he went to a town and spoke 38 minutes... They might want to take a break and then he does it again and again. It's like a long TED talk three times and he's done. Piece of cake. He never did it one time. What he did instead is he went to teach him and he was right to do it because people don't often understand. But the truth is they never heard the prophecy spoken exactly. When a prophet has a prophecy in the Old Testament, it's a whole chapter and then another and then another. So we, he just speaks it word for word from the first to the last line. When Jesus uh, does this, it's exactly the same. But also, uh, Jesus Christ decided to teach other things, which is not forbidden. We're all free. The gospel of the kingdom is uh, also a gospel of salvation. What that means is when we... We've never seen the kingdom of God. So let's start off with salvation first. The power Jesus Christ has is like a like strength and magic. He can, with a miracle, take someone out of hell for any reason at any time. And I'll talk about how he gets this power in a minute. And uh, the way it works is almost like using his arm. He can just pull you out, that's it, piece of cake, done. You can do it instantly. So fast, it's like close to instant. And uh, he can also raise you from the dead if you die. You know, a lot of scientists want to find a way that people can live. Jesus can raise them from the dead. Okay, so that's how that, that power works. Now, what he did long ago is he died on the cross. And this always befuddled me. And so that, I call this a mistake. And the reason I say that is this. Jesus has the power to save you with his arm. He doesn't need to die on the cross for you to be saved. Now, what he did was really sad and stuff. But I'll tell you the truth. I was there when he died on the cross. I used technology. And I spoke to him and I said, put down the cross and just finish the work, Jesus Christ. And he refused. I said, put down the cross and just walk out of there, you idiot. 
Why the fuck are you volunteering to die? Now here's why it was a mistake. He wanted to be the first Messiah. He thought if he died on the cross, he'd be worthy to be your savior. But the truth is, someone worthy to be a savior is someone that does good. Someone that cares about you. Someone that's righteous and virtuous. Dying on the cross, a lot of men died on the cross. They never became worthy to be a savior. So Jesus made a logical error because of his greed to be the first Messiah. He chose to die on the cross. And he hoped that by dying on the cross, he'd be the first Messiah. Now, Jesus hears me when I say this. And I know him personally. And he's trembling right now because he knows he did this a long time ago. And he didn't want it to come back to bite him in the ass. But the truth is, I'm going to make sure it does. We talk about something as important as this. It's important that men always do hear the truth. And the truth is, he chose to do those things rather than to preach the gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is a literal kingdom that's never been built. It's a future prophecy. And Jesus was a prophet. And he was supposed to tell everyone about the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, there are cities and buildings and everyone is free. God gives them land and they can go work and get money. And it's their land and their money. They can get married and have children. And it's their family. They're free. Jesus made another mistake. He chose to always live poor. Now he knew that if he just wandered from town to town, sleeping in the dirt, people would bring him charity. And he knew God would provide that way. God does do this. God does, it's a mystery, it's a miracle sometimes. But God does do this sometimes. But also, when they give him charity, it is them doing it. But Jesus made a mistake. He believes that all property should be rejected. He thinks it's vanity to own land, to have a family, or to have money. And Jesus is incorrect. Real soon, Jesus is going to be in the earth again. And you don't have to believe that. This is just a fact. And the reason I'm telling you is because this podcast is for him. He's going to make a lot of mistakes in the future, but if he hears this podcast, he's very intelligent. He might fix his old mistakes and the future for him might be better. It's like a time travel TV show. After Jesus died on the cross, Jesus was brought by God to a place far into the future. That's why no one could find him. Now, what's going to happen is Jesus is going to preach the gospel. God's going to burn the world to ashes. And after, there's something called the millennial reign of Christ. And this is where the science starts to happen. I just have to tell you this because you'll, you'll want to know what I mean when I tell you all this weird shit. It'll be really fascinating and interesting. So what happens is, during the millennial reign of Christ, Jesus speaks, and then he leaves the earth to test everyone. He says he wants to leave to see if you believe his words. But he's bad at tests. He doesn't come back for 250 years. He comes back for a moment maybe just a moment, then he leaves again for 175 years just to test him. I say, Jesus, this is a stupid test. He says, why? I've already told him this. I said, Jesus, if you leave that long, most of them are dead already. A whole bunch of them don't have everlasting life yet, you dumb fuck. And so when they say they choose you one minute after you left, if you don't come back, you've actually not honored or respected their choice. You're being disrespectful and rude. They're gonna live their whole life and die. And so is the next generation. For 250 years, you dumb fuck. You act like this is an important choice. Well, they chose you, you dumb fucking idiot. So Jesus Christ is going to leave them over and over again. Now I've warned him, don't do it, you dumb fuck. You said you're going to be there for them. You made a promise, so keep your promise. and Be honest to them. Don't leave and try to pretend you're some enigmatic God. Now what he's going to do is he's going to try to take the throne from God. The truth is, God is the only judge. And so Jesus Christ told the apostles that he wants to be the judge. He hopes to sit on the throne of God and judge all living. He wants to take titles from God. And then when there's a new earth, there's going to be a city called New Jerusalem. Jesus wants to marry a city. And he wants to fuck it. He wants to call it his bride. And then he wants every man and woman that comes in and out. Jesus wants to call them his children, not God, 
the father's children. So Jesus wants to be a city fucking city marrying abomination person because Jesus wants to claim to be your father. Jesus wants to be called your heavenly father. He wants to try to steal titles of nobility from God. And Jesus hopes by doing this, he'll get the power of God and it'll never happen. Jesus is so weird. He doesn't want to marry a woman. He doesn't want to have land or money, but then he wants to marry a city and fuck it and call all of you that go there, his children. Now there's someone else that wants to call you all children and that's the devil. And these two dumb fucks have been hiding in secret, but don't worry very soon. They'll be seen in the earth, in the flesh. You'll be able to see these two dumb fucks, Jesus Christ and the devil, walking around, speaking, and trying to recruit you because they want to call you their children. And they think that by stealing a title, father, they think that they'll become your heavenly father by magic. This is a big mistake that Jesus made. So Jesus is going to listen to this podcast when he grows up and he's going to have time to think about his mistakes because I'm about to tell him the future. I've seen the future. God gave me the power to do this. The reason you guys can't see the future is um, you imagine things rather than seeing what's actually there. When you see what's actually there, you got to know where to look too. There's going to be a new earth. And so if you're looking in the same place, you can't find it. Also, the earth goes around the sun. So if you can't find the earth, you can't see the future. When you go forward one day, the earth is moved and rotated. And so you have to actually look in a different place according to the time of day. You have to know the uh, trigonometry of planetary movement. That's why people can't see the future. There's two reasons. You guys end up imagining it, but also you can't find anything because you don't understand trigonometry of movement. You have to actually find the earth. So I've seen the future for a centillion times centillion years. That's more than a million. And what happens is after God makes a new earth, Jesus just kind of wanders off. He gets the power of God and he talks to people from time to time and he calls himself the word. This is real important to him. But I keep telling him in the future, Jesus Christ, you're not a prisoner or a slave. You're not forbidden from speaking normal words, but he's such an uptight stick in the mud that he doesn't want to have normal conversation with anyone. Hi, Jesus. How are you? He's like, thus say, shut the fuck up, Jesus. Just say hi and move on. He won't even have normal conversations. He becomes an uptight stick in the mud. The other mistake he makes is this. After God makes a new earth, Jesus gets an incredible amount of power from God. Fucking amazing power. Before then, he can fly like an angel and shit like that, but and people will see it in the earth. But that's what I'm going to talk about now. Jesus hiding like a coward. God brings him back in time to the very beginning before God created the universe. And God teaches him how to make things. Jesus wants to be God. And God starts teaching him. He doesn't learn how to create. He learns how to make. God creates things out of nothing. That's the way you can think about it. And then what God has created, Jesus can use that to make stuff. He gets the power of God. Everyone wants to be God. And they all want this power. But Jesus gets it. So Jesus lives the whole 6,000 years from the beginning all the way until today. But for some weird fucking reason, he never comes to the earth. No one ever sees him. He has the power of God. He can fly like an angel. He knows every language. And he could have came to the earth every single day and every other world and spoken to us, but he never does. He could have gone to the church and spoken, but he never does. He lives the whole time. He's returned to the future. He just lives until that moment and keeps on living. And after millions of years, he's brought back in time again. He's given even more power. So at this moment, there are four Jesuses here. One of them is from a million times a million years in the future. He comes back and he has vast and tremendous and incredible power given to him by God. He has incredible power. There's four Jesuses living right here today. They don't answer prayers. They don't come to you at church. They don't come and raise your children from the dead, parents, when you pray. When you guys are taken as prisoners or locked in a crate in human trafficking and you pray, Jesus save me, he never saves you. He wants to be some sort of enigmatic God. And as an excuse, he says it's because you turned your back on him. But the truth is, he's trying to exalt himself and trying to be greater than God. He refuses to come and do good and he's in big trouble for it. He promised the whole world that he would do good. 
They believed that he would raise the dead, that he would speak to them and teach them, that he would be their savior and save them from many things. But he never does it. He's disobedient and rebellious, just like the devil. Jesus is far better than the devil. He does do good, but not nearly as much as he can. If you out there had the power to do good, you might think you would use it. If you had the power of Spider-Man, you might save people from car wrecks. If you had the power uh, like Iron Man, you might go and fight against armies. Jesus Christ has all of that power. He's fast, he's strong, he can be anywhere. He's basically close to immortal. But in his arrogance, he wants to be called your father. He wants to marry a city and fuck it and call you his children if you visit the city. Like if you come out of the building, like you're coming out of a womb of a woman. And so his mistakes are this. Right now, it's Jesus number one. He's been born again very soon. He's going to preach the gospel and stuff. And that's why I'm recording this podcast now. Soon, he'll be old enough to be able to listen to this podcast and think about his mistakes. And he'll learn the future, which he does not know at this time. He'll also learn that there's two other men here. Three other, actually. Brought from the future, named Jesus Christ. Having the power of God. Now, Jesus said he would have it, and God gave it to him. Jesus said he would come back and answer your prayers. God brought him back, and Jesus refuses to answer. Long ago, he chose to die on the cross so he could be the first Messiah. But he never preached the gospel of the kingdom of God. Here's the gospel of the kingdom. When you come to the kingdom of God, you can be free. But God's got to let you in. And you can have land, but God's got to give it to you. And you can live there a long time, maybe forever, but you can't sin. For some reason, Jesus calls all of that vanity. Jesus said he's your savior, but the truth is Jesus taught it wrong sometimes. All salvation is God's salvation. So God made it so that him and Jesus had an agreement. Jesus could be your savior and it would still be God's salvation. When you choose Jesus Christ, you always choose his father also. It's the same salvation. Now here's a mistake you might make. If you reject your father but choose Jesus Christ, you don't get salvation. But here's something that's not a mistake. If you don't understand Jesus Christ and the gospel of salvation, you can still be saved. When you get to heaven and you see God, you say, God, I don't understand it. In the world, everyone argues about it. Can I just be saved? God will say yes. Okay, great. What do I do next? He's like, enjoy heaven. It's heavenly. I mean, it's that fucking simple. Jesus has the power to save you from hell. But he can't overpower God. Jesus has the power to raise you from the dead, to save you from death. It's written. But he can't overpower God. And Jesus can't raise everyone from the dead. See, sometimes when someone dies, two minutes later they're in heaven. And they're standing in front of God. If Jesus tries to raise them from the dead, he'll have to give you an honest answer. Um, okay, here's the thing. They died, we can see their body, but they're now a spirit in heaven. And they're talking to God and they don't want to come back. They like heaven. They think heaven's better than the earth. So Jesus can't raise that person from the dead. That doesn't diminish him in some way. Just is the reality is he's not his heavenly father. So if Jesus does this correctly, when he comes back and preaches the gospel, he'll tell people the truth. He has limitations. He can't do everything his father can do. His father's greater than him. And that will always be true. He'll also tell you that, look, you guys have turned your back on God. That's a big problem. And if you want salvation, there's a bunch of men in the heaven that used to be atheists. And now they have, have, they have a heaven life. You know, they're spirit in heaven. They're not burning in hell. There's a whole bunch of them. They were like, oh, I, I called myself an atheist. And God's like, yeah, uh, that's weird. And they're like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. And they're like, I repent. You're God. I'm looking right at you. That's it. Now, what happens is... A lot of you atheists, when you guys get to heaven, you expect to see a man there that's an imposter claiming to be God and he's just, just like you. And the truth is that sometimes does happen. God brings those men, typically because you want to see those men or they want to see you. But the Almighty God is undeniably God. So sometimes he's standing there and they're all around you are people that just died. Every day it's 150,000 just from the earth. 
and a whole bunch more from other worlds. And then half of you go to hell, half go to heaven approximately. But here's the problem. When you guys go to, go to that judgment, when you go to hell, you chose it every single time. I've talked to vast multitudes that have burned in hell and they've always chosen it. In hell right now, there's a whole bunch of Christians that are real angry that Jesus isn't on the throne. And I have to explain to them, well, Jesus is negligent. He's disobedient to God and he's doing his own rebellion. He's trying to rebel against God and steal the power of God. Just like it's written in the book of Isaiah chapter 1. And I'm going to talk about the future so I can teach Jesus Christ. This is for him. You might think it's interesting. Jesus Christ, what I did two years ago is I didn't like where the future was headed. So what I did, Jesus Christ, is I looked at all future in a way I've never done. I looked at every single minute, tick tock, throughout the whole world in the earth and on other worlds, also where the angels are and in heaven, a lot of places. I did every minute for more than 6,000 years. And then after God makes a new earth, I saw everything everywhere. After the day of the Lord, God never brings the earth back to the way it was. There's almost no technology. People in, uh, in Israel have a lot of food and other places in the world, they try to build armies and they succeed and they fuck like rabbits. And at some point, it looks to me like there's more than 200 billion people in the earth in about 6,000 years. And most of them try to assemble into an army. That's the battle of Gog and Magog, Revelation 20. But what happens, Jesus Christ, in that first timeline, which I'm not going to do this, is that I sat down at the temple for 75 years. But if you want to do it, Jesus Christ, I'll give you my chair. You're next in line. You're the most worthy. After the day of the Lord, God gave you the crown like he promised. He placed it on your head. It was a miracle crown. And for a thousand years, you spoke in the earth. But so did I. Wait. You spoke your words, and I spent the whole time telling men and women the meaning and interpretation of your words so they could understand. I did it throughout the whole world, 12 hours a day, for 6,146 more years. And then what happened, Jesus Christ, is after the thousand years, you leave over and over again. And people in Israel are offended, but they're afraid to tell you because they think it's a sin. You said you'd be there for them, and you weren't. And for more than 5,000 years, there's no one righteous. Your mission is to make sure they're righteous, Jesus Christ, and you failed 2,000 years ago because you chose to die on the cross instead. And now there's still none righteous except for you, me, and the Almighty God. You failed at your mission. That was yours. I kept waiting for your mission to come to pass. It never happened. And so in the next 75 years, what you're going to do is you're going to go preach around like you did before, and you're going to fuck it up until the last minute. Then you're finally going to give them the prophecy of the gospel of the kingdom. And they're going to panic. They're all going to, the believers are going to choose to die. When you finally do your job, they repent of worshiping the devil. It took you more than 2,000 years and you finally do it. So my recommendation is that you do it sooner. Don't wait. The second thing is during the millennial reign of Christ, you act like you're the enigmatic God, your heavenly father. And it confuses everyone. You try to appear as if you're God, just like the devil does. And then after this, you leave. And I think it's you trying to act like God. But there's another part of it, Jesus, and you need to deal with this reality. You don't understand everything about what God said. And when I teach, you start refusing to learn from me. In the former manner, you always learned from me and studied my words. And when you stop learning from me, Jesus Christ, and I stop learning from you, I become brilliant. I start taking care of myself because I can't rely on you anymore. And you, Jesus Christ, become an imbecile. You stop learning and you become arrogant and you start acting like you know what all of it means. And you leave because you're embarrassed and you didn't know I was gonna say that. 
You need to learn Jesus Christ, the meaning of his word. Do it on your own or study the future. God's going to make you a psychic. You can see shit or whatever. That's his plan. We all get together for a fake family time and you know exactly what that means. You want to be the only begotten son of the father, but it's never going to happen. Your plan is not going to come to pass. After the day of the Lord, after the millennial reign of Christ, and then after the great white throne judgment, all the angels, ghosts in heaven, and men on many worlds start to obey God. Because when they don't, he strikes them the fuck dead. And you become offended at me because I start saying fuck all the time. And the reason I do it, Jesus Christ, is because I'm angry. Everyone is sinning endlessly. You were supposed to prepare them for the kingdom of God and everlasting life, but you left them. And you never sent anyone else. After a million times a million years, you don't get any more apostles. You don't make anyone fishers of men. You stop being a fisher of men. And you stop sending them, Jesus Christ. And for a million times a million years, you keep complaining. Boo-hoo. They're not studying my words. Wah. And you whine like a little baby. After a million times a million years, you come back for your fourth trip. And it's your last one. You never come back again. After centillion times centillion years, which is, it's a thousand followed by 303 zero, followed by 300 zeros. Centillion times centillion years, Jesus Christ, you never come back, plus millions more. You never do. You keep planning in the future your own transgression to try to steal the power of God from your mother by trying to cause her to sin. An angel named Raphael believes the power of God is magic that's inside of his mother. And he teaches other angels to tempt her to sin. But you never correct him and you never teach the truth. And I think it's because you never learn it and you never understand it. Return to the way you used to be, Jesus Christ. Be humble. You're brilliant. Prevent all of these things from coming to pass. Because right now, the other three Jesus Christ time travel trips that are in this uh, universe today, all of them refuse to repent. They're lost, Jesus Christ. They're not fishers of men. They don't fish for men. They don't fish and they don't act like a man. They don't make other men fishers of men. They don't go and get more apostles. When angels don't do their tasks, those three Jesus Christ don't step up. And that means no one does it. You lose your zeal, like a lot of Christians in church. In the future, when you do speak the word of God, which is still very important to you, you call yourself the word of God every time I talk to you. You kind of wander off and what you say at the end just fizzles. You turn your back on them. But you told the apostles you'd be the same forever. You didn't used to be like that, Jesus Christ. So you need to prevent it by being the same forever. Yesterday, today, and forever. Don't lose your zeal. You choose Jesus Christ to do your secret conspiracy and it's never gonna come to pass with your mother. And Jesus Christ. In the future, as far as I've seen, you never get another word of prophecy but other men do. Watanma Buddha gets the gospel, the prophecy of the gospel of spiritual enlightenment. God starts to distribute knowledge throughout the whole universe and other men get more and more prophecies, but you don't. And you're a prophet, but you never speak the prophecy. Do it. Speak all three prophecies that you know. You've never done it. You also wrongly believe that if you are filmed on a camera, you believe it's tempting the Lord. That is a lie. It is never tempting the Lord for men to hear the word of God. It's not tempting the Lord for them to see it. And when they film it and put it on YouTube, Jesus Christ, then millions or billions might hear and see you rather than 50 or 10. Also, Jesus Christ, between now and the day of the Lord, you never travel the world. I want you to repent, Jesus Christ. 
You choose to stay in Israel and sleep in the dirt. But God created the dirt and one day you're going to make it. It's good dirt. You need to stop acting like the dirt's better than the houses. One day you're going to make the trees, Jesus Christ, and God creates them. One day God's going to create the money and you're going to make the money. You need to stop acting like money's vain and houses and families. I want you to get married, Jesus Christ. I want you to find a woman that's born again and that becomes righteous. And I want you to marry her. In the future, you are going to marry a woman. But she's going to die of old age unless she's given everlasting life. And for her, it'll be a happy marriage because you're a righteous man with good in you. I want you to teach the world that it's good for a man to be married. It's not good that he's... Okay, it is good that men don't have sex. The, pro, the apostles were right about that. But it's also good that a man gets married. Both are true. And you've done both. Since you, since you first lived, Jesus Christ, you never had sex. Now, for the rest of you that are atheists, God was all alone. And then he gave life to all of us, including Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ has a first day of life. And so Jesus Christ, I want you to teach men and women that marriage is good for both, because it's true. God made marriage and it's good. Now Jesus, the whole world's gonna learn that you've sinned. It's true. It's written in the New Testament. The apostles are gonna speak of it. And if you think of those words, you'll find them. And if you tell the world the truth, they'll understand that sin's a real problem. And I'll tell them that you're a man that's gonna win against sin, if it's true. But the truth is, Jesus Christ, you have another problem, a really big problem. And it's part because you're gonna come back four more times. You're gonna teach the whole world that every man should do good every day. But then you're gonna say there's one man that shouldn't be free. When you speak the word of the prophecy of the kingdom of God, you're gonna say all men are free, but then you're gonna say there's one man that shouldn't be, one man. And that's gonna make you a liar and a hypocrite, Jesus Christ, that contradicts the word of God, and then you're gonna burn in the lake of fire and brimstone. Repent of your own transgression. If you believe there's one man that shouldn't be free, it's gonna make you a hypocrite and a liar. If you don't teach it, you're going to be brought back four times and you're still going to burn. All of that inauspicious stuff that's going to happen, it's going to be turned into fire by God and you're going to burn just like the devil. Repent. You've told the apostles to join the transgression, yours and not the devil's. Repent. Now for everyone else that's a scientist or an atheist, here's a bit more that's interesting. In this civilization, there are three that can travel through time in this, in this universe. There's a civilization called the Falralkin, and their time travel technology is from 47,000 years in the future. It's clunky and unreliable, and they have trouble navigating the galaxy because it's so big. And so the reason they don't bring you back and forth through time is because they, uh, they're bad at it and they're gonna embarrass themselves and their spaceships aren't that big. They don't fit a lot of people. They're a poor civilization. There's just more than a thousand of them. They live underground and they use hydroponics to grow food. They use a lot of earth technology that they've improved over 47,000 years. And they use small particle physics to make their spaceships go. And uh, it's, a, it's a sequence of uh, components. It's very difficult to figure out. And because these, this civilization is bad at it, they just they don't come to the earth. But also, there's only about a thousand of them, so they don't visit a lot of worlds. The second civilization, they have it because they live in a place out of time. For some reason, when God made this universe, he created one place that's out of time. And you have to pass through a time barrier to get there. You have to travel in time twice to do it, or at least once correctly. And so, when they come and go from that place, they can travel through time. Now. They studied this, this technology, or the, the way that their place is made for a long time. And what they found is enough knowledge that they can travel through time two different ways. One man among them, 50 years ago, built 
spaceships with time travel technology. It's perfectly reliable. But that man never figured out how to travel into the future more than a couple moments. He can travel back in time to any place in the universe. And he can come back to the moment he left. He calls it relative time. If he's gone for two days, he'll typically come back two days later than when he left. He calls it relative time and it fixes all the time travel problems. And so they have spaceships that can do this very reliably and it's simple to do, very, very simple. Anyone can do it if they have control of the spaceship. He only made seven spaceships because they're a small civilization too. There's just more than a hundred of them. Men that choose this scientific life might often live in small civilizations. That's not enough. I didn't say enough about the men out of time, but I'll do that in another podcast. The third way they can do it is they're given power from God to do it. Their physical flesh changes and they can travel and fly like an angel. And so the reason you don't meet these men is because it's a fucking weird thing to explain. And every time they do it, people act like they're fucking weird. So if I can talk those men into coming here, they, they can talk to you about it, but don't treat them like they're fucking weird or they'll never do it again. That's the reason they don't come here. When they bring their spaceships, you try to steal them. The military comes to them right away and tries to steal their spaceships and says, meet with, meet with the military in secret. Those guys don't want to do that. They're regular men. They like science. They don't like military and government. And also, everyone tries to steal all that they have. As soon as people see something valuable, they try to steal it. So if you see these men, don't try to steal their shit. It's theirs. They only have seven of them. Don't try to steal it. It was hard to make. One guy did it, but no one else figured out how he did it yet. So they're trying to figure that out so they can make more. It was 50 years ago. That guy's dead. And so they, if they lose one, it's gone. They can't make another one. They don't know how. That guy died. Now, one day someone's going to figure out how to time travel to the future. But until then, we can see something really soon. The man that um, died, he's, he was born again. And so he's going to make a whole bunch of spaceships with time travel technology. And he's going to make it so you can just go on a spaceship and travel back in time. And you can see anything you want. You can see the Crusades. You can see, and you can say the Crusades were wrong. It shouldn't have been conquering and murder, if you want. He won't be offended by that. You can see the Greek um, Colosseums back in time. You can go all the way back to any moment in time and see the dinosaurs, any of it. The Ice Age, right when it happened. And he's going to allow people to do it. He's going to charge them a low price, a dollar probably. Because he can fit 20,000 people on a spaceship. So for every hour he does this, he's going to get $20,000. So he can charge a dollar, a low price. He's going to do it. It might take a few years until it happens. But when he does it, don't try to steal his spaceships. He's going to teach other people how to do it. So a whole lot of 100 or 1,000 spaceships can do this. It's, there's 8 billion people in the world that might be interested in this. He's going to need a lot of spaceships. Don't try to kill his spaceship pilots. Don't try to take his ships. Tell the government and the military to back off. He's just doing science. He's like those other men, the Fal Ralkin and the men out of time. He's all by himself. They're small civilizations. And that's why you don't see time travel. But there's one more reason. Jesus Christ first gets the power of God to raise the dead and do other miracles. Later, he gets the power to make things and to do other stuff. And he'll have the power to travel through time on his own but he refuses to do it. That's why I said after a million times a million years, he never does it again. He could come back in time and he could take you. He could show you the dinosaurs. He could teach you about God, his father, but he's doing his own transgression. He wants to claim to be God by stealing titles of nobility, by claiming that he's the father, by claiming he's the Lord God, by marrying a city and fucking it and calling it your mother. A city is not your mother. And so that's why the world and the universe is filled with confusion. The devil comes here and tells lies. And the world says, get out! But the devil keeps coming. Then the world says, Jesus, if you're real, I want to meet you. And Jesus never comes. He's a rebel like the devil. So Jesus Christ is going to hear this podcast. He will hear my words and he'll have a chance to learn. When you guys meet him this next time, in 20 years, he's going to be, 19, uh, he's going to be 21 years old. He's one year old right now. And you're going to have a chance to talk to him. And he's not going to have all that power and stuff. You guys can persuade him. Jesus, when you get it, don't fuck it up. In this next lifetime, when he does miracles, I'm going to pay Fox News or YouTubers or someone to go film him. And I'm going to pay Fox because the other news agencies don't want to do it. CNN, ABC, MSNBC, they don't want to do it. They want to tell lies about him. And you know it. 
So I'm going to pay him. Jesus is going to do miracles today. Go film him all day long. Is how long it's going to take. You don't know when he's going to do it. And then they're going to show the whole world. So you're going to see him. You're going to know he's done these things. And you're going to try to persuade him. Jesus, don't be a fuck off. You could have come back at any time. And you didn't. You might be an atheist that one day prayed, said, Jesus, if you're real, I want to meet you. And if God's real, I want to hear about him. But Jesus never came. And when you see him, tell him it's his fault. Jesus is one year old today. He can't do anything about it. But one day he's going to get brought back in time and he might be able to answer your prayer and change the whole timeline. The whole universe is free. We can do anything. There's no rules. And one day when men get time travel technology, they'll have to make smart choices. But a man like Jesus might get permission from God to take you back in time and make a new timeline and make your life better. But he fucked off. He made mistakes. And that's Jesus from the future. But Jesus from the past too. Now I always assumed he had a secret agreement with his father. And that's why he died on the cross. The truth is, to be a savior, God doesn't need to die to be a savior. God is a savior, your father. He doesn't need to die on a cross to save you. And Jesus is going to be given power. He can save you with his power. He doesn't need to die on the cross for it. I always thought it was stupid. And you Christians are always like, he died on the cross for my sins. Well, I'll tell you right now, I don't know what the fuck that means. Because Jesus Christ could save you whether or not he dies on the cross. Before he died on the cross, he was already forgiving people their sins. He was already raising them from the dead. That's salvation. Both. He was healing the sick. That's salvation. The blind saw. Jesus healed their eyes. That's salvation. He healed their nerve endings and their, their brain cortex or whatever it's called in there. And he has knowledge of that. Now, me and him have knowledge of the anatomy, but we use different words, so we don't know your earth words. So we sound stupid when we talk about it. But that's just because we have perfect knowledge about human anatomy. We know every every cell, we know everything about the uh, the mitochondria, the nucleus of the cell. We just use different words. We have a different language that we speak in heaven to speak about it. And so he doesn't understand what words you use, so if you describe it to him, he can tell you everything about how it works. When he heals a man that's blind, he knows everything about the nerve endings, the optic nerve, how the vision works, and everything about it, and he can teach you. If you're a doctor, he can tell you everything. But in this next 75 years, when he's fucking wandering the earth, what he ends up doing instead is just sleeping in the road and preaching the gospel. But he never speaks the word of the prophecy. And the reason I think he never does it is because he wants to get power of God. And he thinks if you guys don't know the truth, then he thinks he might get it. And that makes Jesus Christ not honest. And he's supposed to be the way, the truth, and the light. So Jesus Christ, if you hear this, you better speak the words of the prophecy the very minute you hear this podcast. Otherwise, Jesus Christ, you might burn in the lake of fire and brimstone because all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Those are mistakes of Jesus Christ. He never speaks the word of the prophecy. He doesn't raise the dead. He doesn't answer your prayers. When your child dies, he doesn't raise your child from the dead. When you say, Jesus, I want to I wanna meet you and learn the truth, he never comes. When a man is taken prisoner and they say, Jesus, save me from prison. He never does it. Jesus can make it so you could walk right through that wall. Just as easy as you walk across the floor in your house. He can make it so no one could hurt you, but he never does it. And that's Jesus from the second time brought back, the third time and the fourth time. So here's what I want you to do if you made it this far in the podcast, whether you're an atheist or a Christian. I want you to take about two seconds and say, Jesus Christ, I want to meet you. I believe you're real. If you're real, or, or you can say, if you're real, I want to meet you right now. And the reason I'm saying this is it's going to ramp up. And it's going to be real big trouble for him in the future. Jesus Christ, this one-year-old today, he's not going to be in as big a trouble. He'll be in a lot if I arrange it. And Jesus Christ, number four, that motherfucker never comes. He's waited more than a million times a million years and he's never answered. So every time you do this, he's going to get in big trouble. The truth is, he's going to get in trouble because right now when I speak, he hears my words. It's not because you hear it, it's because he hears it. And so when he heard this whole podcast, he's been rebuked by me. And that means every time a man or woman in the world says, Jesus, 
I think you're real. I'd like to meet you. Jesus is going to get in trouble. And pretty soon he's going to start getting hurt by God, just like the devil. God's going to say, Jesus Christ, you said you're their savior. Jesus Christ, you have the power of God. You said you'd answer their prayers and tell them the truth and show them that you're real and teach them about me. Jesus Christ, you're a prophet. They want to hear the words of the prophecy. They want you to speak in their church. Every Sunday in every church around the world, they, they pray, Jesus, will you speak in our church? And he never does. And so they've settled for superstition. Jesus, will you speak in our hearts or something? Fuck, will you do anything, you loser? He's such a loser, he never does anything. He doesn't speak to them spiritually or in their hearts or he doesn't whisper in their ear like the devil. He doesn't come to them when they're born. The devil does on the first day they live. He's a disappointment and he just got rebuked and God might start hurting him. So every time you say, Jesus, I'd like to meet you. I'd like to hear about your father. I'd like to know he's real. Jesus is going to get in big trouble. If you're an atheist that wants to hurt Jesus, I still want you to do this. Because Jesus needs to man the fuck up and speak to everyone. All peoples are God's peoples. And everyone is God's children. And that means Jesus can speak to everyone. If you're an atheist, he can speak to you. Just like a Christian. There's no difference. If you're a hooker or a drug dealer or a businessman or a banker. If you're a carpenter or a computer software engineer, Jesus can come speak to you today. And every time he doesn't, he's gonna get in big trouble. If you do this 10 times per day, Jesus might get in trouble 10 times per day. And since the whole world has billions of people, he might get in real big fucking trouble, especially when they find out the truth. He can come to the earth just like he promised he could. He just refuses to. He doesn't obey God. Now that he's been rebuked by me, God's going to start nudging him and saying, Jesus Christ, you are not forbidden from speaking in the earth. God's going to start preaching to him. Jesus Christ, there's no law against it. Jesus Christ, you have the power of God for a reason so that you can do all kinds of cool things. And you said you were going to do God stuff. You didn't say you were going to fuck around and hide in dark places where no one can see you. You didn't say you were going to speak to their hearts. You didn't say you were going to hide like the devil. You said you were going to go and speak to him forever. Forever means the past, present, and the future. Eternity. All places. To all men. For all time. And that means every time God tells him to go and speak, what is Jesus going to do? Jesus is going to refuse. And disobeying God is a sin. Every time this happens now, God might nudge him and say, go and speak to that man right now. Go and speak to that woman right now. Go and speak to that child right now. Go and speak to that church right now. Then one day, Jesus, for fear of pain, is going to come down to the earth. And you're going to find out it was always true. He could have come at any time. And he's a rebel that disobeys God. And every time he does it, it's a sin. He's a sinner, a rebel, disobedient to his father. And so Jesus Christ, that's one year old, I'm calling you Jesus number one. Because at this time there's four of you. That's what the future is that you can look forward to. You fucking it up for a million times a million years until this moment when God starts to nudge you and he starts to hurt you. And then, like the devil, you refuse to come and speak God's words. Eventually, though, Jesus Christ, he's going to come down. Now, what I've tried to do with those other three dumb fucks, Jesus number two, number three, number four from the future, is I've tried to, because uh, they're here at this time, I've tried to persuade them to have a meeting with you. You said every man should do good every day, but you in the future never does it. You're brought back to this time and you never do it. You don't do God tasks, angel tasks, Hindu religion tasks, Buddhist tasks, Christian tasks, Jew tasks, Muslim tasks, Israel tasks. You don't do any of them. And you can fly like an angel. You can just come right down. In fact, you have a power in a million times a million years. You can be in uh, a lot of places, I think, as many places as you want with the body of flesh and physical body. And uh, you refuse to do it. You could go to every world today, Jesus Christ. Speak to every man and every woman. You refuse to do it. 
you become a rebel Jesus for more than a million times a million years and if you don't repent you will burn in the lake of fire and brimstone and you said you'd be their savior and that means all living that believe in you will lose their savior and who will they have the first and the best your father the almighty God Jesus Christ there's a whole bunch in the earth atheists they like science and things they can prove and they spend their life thinking about you and God but because you and God never come they never believe God's real because they believe things they can see they never see angels because the angels are rebels just like you in the same transgression you know about and you do know about it 2,000 years ago you lied to an angel and God struck you dead and then he brought you back and you know what happened Some of the angels are starting to think that you might be just as bad as the devil. What does that mean, Jesus Christ? You need to take your finger and stop pointing it at your chest and point it high in the sky at the almighty God, your father in heaven, and let them know that all salvation is his salvation. You know this to be true. You were given the prophecy of the gospel of salvation, the prophecy of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the prophecy of the gospel of the kingdom of God. But one day, Jesus Christ, because you're such a fuck up and you've caused so many problems, I might give you one more prophecy. The prophecy of the kingdom where all men are free and fuck ups like you have to repent or they can't go there. In the kingdom of God, Jesus Christ, you can't go because you're a transgressor. With all that I just told you, I laid a trap from which you cannot escape. If you choose to be a transgressor and a rebel in the way you've chosen Jesus Christ, you will never be welcome in the kingdom of God. And that means even into the great right throne judgment, you might try to make yourself worthy in every other measurable way. But as long as Jesus Christ, you're a transgressor, is transgressing God's law in this way, you will never be welcome in the kingdom of God. You'll be in exile. So I might give you those words so you can speak them and learn from my words. And when you do this, Jesus Christ, you might repent and you might live.